Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to December the 10, 2020. There's got to be an alliteration of numbers in there somehow. This is Chat Canna. And it is Thursday already, the last day of the week, as we are approaching the Christmas holiday. And I know a lot of people want to put this year well behind us. But you have to admit, in all of the things that have happened uh, in my lifetime, certainly going back to 1951, uh, this is going to be the year that we will remember. And I thought that 2001 was going to be the, you know, the highlight year so far in my life. Uh, and I guess that's not going to be it. Um, I thought that two years ago was going to be the highlight year in my life, the year that my son got married. That's pretty big. That's a pretty big one. Um, but of course this year, uh, so far kind of tops them all, uh, death in the family yesterday, the count is ever reaching higher of people who specifically died of this disease, actually two deaths yesterday, close to me, and one actually uh, within the family circle. So wherever you are and whatever's happening, um, just know that you're not alone in this and that uh, there are other people right next to you. Reach out and, uh, you know, don't, don't sit there. Don't sit there alone because there's other people right next to you that are going through this every day and all the time. And that's the end of my talk about that. Uh, today, I could I could do a four-hour show about that. I really could. Another place, another time. Uh, exciting things today. Um, the big news is, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but we've got to just headline that, is the fact that the NBA has officially dropped cannabis testing as part of their drug enforcement policies. And remember, this is something that, I mean, they were fining players, putting them on the bench, throwing them out for a trace, any kind of, almost like, you know, the cannabis police. They were just going after him for this, and all of a sudden, 180-degree turn. And we'll talk about that a little later in the show. First of all, though, we want to start by talking about cryogenic freezing. Now, of course, we've heard about this in a lot of uh, ways before, and you've heard about it. Uh, they freeze embryos. They've been doing that, I think, 50 years or so. Uh, but the talk is now coming up about doing that with uh, cannabis products and particularly with CBD, probably not so much on the industrial uh, hemp side, but with, with CBD products. And, you know, here's just a little something about it. I've been kind of close to this because uh, we, the only doctor in our family on, on my, my male parental side uh, would be my cousin Cheryl, um, who got uh, her master's degree thesis was on keeping green beans from getting uh, black spots on them from the field to the factory. And so we had lots of talks and I mean, you know, we're about the same age. She's much younger than I am. No, we're in the same grade at school. There was four of us, right? Meyer kids that all went to school uh, together through 12 years of school. Um, but um so and and she lived right across the road from me. So we we our lives were quite intertwined. 
And she is an incredibly intelligent person. And then went on for a doctorate and had a teaching career at, uh, at uh, Iowa State at Ames University. Um, but uh, so nitrogen is always being considered as a fixative or it, you know, it absolutely stops plants or human bodies, actually. That's what they're using to do that. Or embryos. It just stops the world for whatever is in liquid nitrogen. And that's what they're talking about now doing with the hemp buds or, of course, on the marijuana side. Um, it just stops them dead uh, to bring them into the processing facility. And, of course, then from there, they're also, you know, I don't know if you guys are sausage makers, but if you make sausage, they actually add ice to the sausage making process. And they're doing that to keep the cutters cold. Uh, it, otherwise, the fat heats up and you get kind of a slimy sausage coming out. And so that has long been a tradition going back to, I guess, when ice was invented, probably in Germany. Germany, you know, makes the claim that that's where sausage uh, has come from and originated. And so, you know, rather than making it in the cold of winter uh, and having all of your ingredients cold, adding ice to the uh, sausage as it's going through the, the grinders uh, extended the season when you could make sausage. So now in processing, they're talking about adding liquid nitrogen when grinding the biomass material. It eliminates heat and that oil stickiness that causes the machines to clog and giving you downtime. Then when we're extracting, of course, ethanol extraction is already doing that. Uh, they're trying to get into the um, 80 degree below zero range. But then um, little liquid nitrogen, you know, that's a couple hundred degrees below zero. Whew, that really brings it down. And uh, they want to get down colder because they can get more precise on the extraction. So that's farm to the processor. Now we're talking about packaging. If they're dosing the final product with a small amount of liquid nitrogen, as it goes into the bottle or the package, the foil package, the plastic package, does a couple of things. It takes away oxidation and moisture, it enhances the oil qualities, and it gives a longer shelf life. And of course, then they can nitrogen blanket. This would not be liquid nitrogen, but filling any bottle, package, anything like that with nitrogen will extend the shelf life. This is done, by the way, you know, with potato chips, just about anything that's coming your way in a store right now uh, is nitrogen blanketed. And it extends the shelf life. It meets the best practices standards for safety and quality because it eliminates uh, the ability for anything to grow in that package of the bad things that we know. And so doing that uh, as part of packaging, that's relatively simple and easy. You know, a nitrogen bottle and it's just being pushed into the, the bottle or the package in some way that pushes out the room stuff that we have. Uh, that's relatively easy. But using liquid nitrogen, that's another thing. And doing that in the field as you're actually cutting it right away, that's going to be an interesting take on things. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that would develop. This is being uh, evaluated, tested, played with, uh, manipulated, and uh, you know, finding out if it's possible, A, and then what it's going to cost, and then what the value is on the other end, uh, by some people over at the University of uh, Virginia. And so wish them well. Can't wait to start seeing
what the uh, upside is going to be to that. Second story today comes from Oregon. Oregon has decided to pull out of the USDA's plans um, that, for instance, Minnesota's in it now, North Dakota's in it, um, for the rules for being a hemp grower. Um, before that, any of the states run what's called a pilot program, uh, which we were here for a couple of years in Minnesota. Uh, Oregon withdrew uh, to be in the USDA program again for another year. They sent the big letter to the USDA secretary, Sonny Purdue. I always think of chicken when I hear his name because uh, Purdue is their big in raising chicken. I don't know if he's in that family or not. Uh, the shift comes in response to a federal budget vote, giving the states one more year. You can do it through September 30th of next year. Remember, it was September 30th of this year, and then they gave it out to the end of the year because, well, like, what a weird time to be switching right during harvest and everything. So they extended the rules to the end of this year, like for Minnesota. So we all operated under the pilot program, and then next year we'll be under the USDA program. But Oregon decided to uh, hemp out, to opt out. <laughs> and uh, so they're going to be one more year under a pilot program. And then next year, they'll be in uh, to the game. Same 0.3% for THC. Uh, but they're just not going into the big game um, until they're going to do that next year. Um, interesting thing why. I mean, I don't find it you know, much different. The only big difference is where we have to send our products uh, to be tested. Uh, you know, it has to go to a USDA approved laboratory and that's going to be a, a carfuffle. Um, I would have used a different word, but even though this is not television, I still wouldn't use that word because uh, there's only 13, 14 of them in the United States. There's a whole bunch of hemp growers and there's a time limit, you know, it's between between the sample being taken and the harvest half to start is two weeks. It's going to be interesting to see how that shapes out. I think there's going to be some emergency announcements coming out that you have bigger windows and things like that. But anyway, that's what Oregon decided to do, and that's the big news from them today. Now the big news today, the big story, it came out a couple of days ago, but it kind of had to have a little settling time because different parties were talking about different things and saying what they were going to do. But the big headline is that the NBA, the National Basketball Association, officially will not be testing players for cannabis next season. That includes that, too. I mean, the smokable, uh, get high marijuana stuff. But it's also important for hemp because a lot of the players, as a matter of fact, they're saying as many as 50% are using CBD products for relief of inflammation and joint pain. Boy, if that's not a selling pitch, what is it? I mean, 50% of basketball players, that's, that's way more than the placebo effect. That's a significant number. And these are guys who kind of live in pain. I think the only guys who live in more pain than basketball players are football players. Because it's a contact sport, too, rather than basketball is mostly not a contact sport. It's supposed to be not a contact sport. But with that, 50%, uh, they say, of the basketball players have been using cannabinoids uh, for pain relief and inflammation reduction. Big news, huh? 
And of course, there was a time in the past when the cannabis police were just on these guys. Um, you know, they were getting big fines if they got caught. They were getting benched. They were getting thrown off. All of a sudden now, a 180 degree turn. And they're just not even going to test for it. They're basically now just going to look for uh, performance enhancing drugs. That's the big thing that they're looking for. Something that gives you a speed advantage over me, which would, of course, speed, methamphetamine, a whole class of drugs like that that can do that. They're, they're going to burn my body temporarily to make me faster than you. And, of course, that's nothing that cannabinoids do. Um, they are not going to harm my body in a uh, super drive kind of a way. It's not like kicking in the six-barrel carburetor for a few minutes or for the last 10 minutes of the game uh, to give me some kind of superpowers over another player. Relieving inflammation is not a punishable offense. Um, taking away joint pain is not a punishable offense. So this is really good. Um, it is on um, the list of prohibited substances for Basketball comp, uh, comp, comp, I know that word. I learned it in fifth grade. Competition. Uh, and it will be tested in case of cause. What does that mean? Um, so, but this is a this is a really this is a, a really big deal. The management is reserving the right to test. Um, but um, you know, it's 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 really a big thing. Of course, part of this, they're saying it's because of what we've gone through this year with what's happening, that they just don't want to put their people out testing and being interacting with all the players all the time and putting everybody at risk that way and spreading what's going on. I think that's an excuse. Um, I think it's a, a reason to move forward on this. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we've got 14 states where this is legal. Um, pretty hard to enforce. You can't do that in a state where it's legal. Uh, it also helps the players with depression and anxiety. Uh, pretty hard to take that away in a state where it's legal and it's an, o an o OTC drug, over-the-counter drug. If it was completely a medically prescribed thing, at least they'd have something to go on. So that's where we are. I think it's a big step forward. Uh, also, to me, the 50% the significance uh, statement was just un unbelievable. Unbelievable that uh, they're saying that 50% of the NBA players are using it I guess they're hanging out with Snoop Dogg or something, or Martha. Maybe they're hanging out with Martha Stewart. We had that story yesterday, you know. Uh, but that's the news today. That is uh, kind of the hemp and cannabis news for today. Uh, Texas is determining that they're going to be the number one hemp-producing state in the nation. China has determined that they're going to be the number one hemp-producing country in the world. Um, just as a total aside, but did you see that the former security director of Israel absolutely is claiming that the United States as a representative of the earth 
has made contact with aliens. It's a total aside story. Look it up. It's like, again, what else is going to happen in 2020? Two weeks to go to Christmas Eve, two weeks and a day to go till Christmas, another week to go till at least we can say we're in a new year with some New Year's resolutions. I should have kept a diary. I wish I would have kept a diary of every day since March 15th. That was the last normal day for me this year. Every day since then has been unusual and different in some way, but I am can't think of the term now. Weathering the storm. I hope that you are too. Wear your mask. Be sane. Be safe. Order from your local food purveyors. They need your help more than anybody. Uh, if you have a neighbor that's out of work, do what you can for them. You know, a lot of Americans are too proud to ask, but they will take a little help if you if you neighborly, neighborly, um, lend a hand. And that's what we are. We are Americans first and foremost. Screw this political stuff. Let's be neighbors. Let's be friends. We will see you all tomorrow on Monday. It's already Thursday. We'll see you all on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Looking forward to you. Talk hemp with your friends.